0: In earlier episodes, I have presented 14 chapters from my book titled, Great Saints of India. This is the 15th chapter of the book, dealing with Swami Ramathirtha. Chapter 15, Swami Ramathirtha Swami Ramatirtha was born to Pandit Hiranand Goswami in 1873 at Murariwala, a village in the state of Punjab. His parents named him as Tirtha Rama. His mother passed away when he was a few days old and he was brought up by his elder brother. Gosain Gurudas. As a child Rama was very fond of listening to recitations from the holy scriptures. He often put questions to holy men and even offered explanations. He was very intelligent and loved solitude. Rama was barely 10 years old when his father got him married. His father left him under the care of his friend Bhaktadhana Rama, a man of great purity and simplicity in life. Rama regarded him as his guru and offered to him his body and soul in deep devotion. Rama was a brilliant student, especially in mathematics. He got his education initially at the Foreman Christian College and got his master's degree in mathematics from the government college, Lahore. In 1895, he was appointed a professor of mathematics at Foreman Christian College. It was at this stage that his spiritual life began to blossom. He began to read the Gita and became a great devotee of Lord Krishna. His intense longing gave him a vision of Sri Krishna. Subsequently he returned to Vedanta studying under the inspiration of Sri Madhava Thirtha of the Dwaraka Mat. A meeting with Swami Vivekananda strengthened his inclination toward religious study and the desire to spend his life in the propagation of the system of Advaita Vedanta. He helped to start an Urdu journal, a leaf, in which many of his articles on Vedanta appeared. During the summer vacations, he used to go to Rishikesh, where a dip in the Ganges would make him ecstatic. For many hours, he would immerse himself in the waters of the Ganges. With each dip, he discovered a new vision, a new life. He wandered among the hills, moved among the snows, and sat on the highest peaks to think and write. In 1899, he resigned from his job at the government college, Aloho, and announced his decision explored the jungles of the Himalayas as a mystic. At the Lahore railway station thousands had come to see him off, pleading him not to go. One of those who had come there and requested him not to go was Dr. Mahamad Iqbal, his colleague at the government college. But Tirtharam had made his decision and remained firm in going to the Himalayas. His wife and two children and a few others accompanied him to the Himalayas. Owing to ill health, his wife later returned with one of her sons. The other was left at Theri for his schooling there. It is only in the lap of the Himalayas that Atirtharam found real peace, spiritual bliss and intellectual enlightenment. It is here that he blossomed and achieved great perfection. He took sannyas a few days before the passing of Swami Vivekananda. Swami Madhavatirtha had already allowed him to take sannyas whenever he wished. It is here that Professor Tirtharam became Swami Ramathirtha, the monk who gave a new message to his countrymen. A few years later, Swami Ramatirtha returned to the plains to preach. His burning desire to spread the message of Vedanta made him leave the shores of India for Japan. He went with his disciple Swami Narayana. After a successful visit to Tokyo, he departed for the USA. He spent about a year and a half in San Francisco under the hospitality of Dr. Albert Hiller. He gained a large following and started many societies, one of them being the Hermetic Brotherhood dedicated to the study of Vedanta. He advocated a wholesome liberation of mankind beginning with the personal liberation of the individual. His uniqueness was in the joy with which he propagated the otherwise traditional teachings of Vedanta. Often he would answer religious queries with prolonged laughter. His mystical leanings were coupled with an appreciation of Western science and technology as a means of solving India's social and economic problems and he never failed to support public education in all forms. His charming personality had a great impact on the Americans. Devout Americans even looked upon him as the living Christ. He returned to India in December 1904. From Mumbai, he went straight to the hills, spending a few days in Mathura and Vrindavan. In November 1905, he selected a place called Vyasa Ashram at a height of 12,500 feet for his meditation. Here he meditated and wrote his books. In February 1906, he set up the Vasishta Ashram, which afforded a panoramic view of the lofty peaks of Badrinath, Kedarnath, Gangotri, Yamunotri, and above all, Mount Kailash. He continued to lecture in the plains, but his health began to break down. He went back to the Himalayas and settled at Vasishta ashram. He gave up his body in the Ganges on 17th October 1906 when he was only 33. Described as one of the greatest souls not only of India but of the whole world by Mahatma Gandhi, Swami Ramathirtha was a living embodiment of the teachings of Advaita Vedanta. He was a modern yogi who gave a new meaning to Vedanta and inspired the youth of India to rise above material wants. He brought a new cheer to the suffering millions. The highest gift you confer on man is to offer him knowledge, he said. You may feed a man today but he will be just as hungry tomorrow. Teach him an art and you will enable him to yearn his living all his life. The work in Woods of God Realization is a complete collection of the writings and lectures of Swami Rama Thirtha. In this 10 volume work, He presents a practical and inspiring view of Vedanta and also discusses various topics such as God realization, Vedanta, Christianity and Islam, war and peace and India's destiny. Swami Ramatirtha stood for knowledge and the total eradication of ignorance and superstitions. His Vedanta is not confined to the man of the mountains. It also embraces the man of the world. He stood for the freedom of thought and independence in thinking. Giving a clarion call to his countrymen, he said, Beloved Orthodox people of India, Put into force the Shastras right. The dharma of the country demands that you relax the stringent caste rules and subordinate sharp class distinctions to national fellow feeling. And he said my religion is not Hinduism, Islam, Christianity, Catholicism or Protestantism but it is hostile to none. The overlapping area covered by the sun, the stars, the rivers, gravity, mind and body. This is the field of my religion. Are there any Presbyterian lilies? Are there any Methodist landscapes? My religion is a religion without a name. It is a religion of nature. I call it the common path Swami Ramatirtha was also a poet not only in English but also in Urdu he wrote about a hundred poems in English and a hundred and fifty in Urdu the poem below is an example of one of his poems in English I have no scruple of change nor fear of death nor was I ever born nor had I parents. I am existence absolute, knowledge absolute, bliss absolute. I am that, I am that. I cause no misery nor am I miserable. I have no enemy nor am I enemy. I am existence absolute, knowledge absolute, bliss absolute. I am that, I am that. I am without form, without limit, beyond space, beyond time. I am in everything, everything is in me. I am the bliss of the universe Everywhere am I I am existence absolute Knowledge absolute Bliss absolute I am that I am that I am without body or change of the body I am neither senses nor object of the senses I am existence absolute Knowledge Absolute Bliss Absolute I am that I am that I am neither sin nor virtue Nor temple nor worship Nor pilgrimage nor books I am Existence Absolute Knowledge Absolute Bliss Absolute I am that I am that. I have also published an audiobook on the subject. The links for the book are titled Great Science of India and the audiobook are given in the description part of this presentation.